And I mean, I get it being a dad now. I'm pretty fortunate since I work in the fitness industry yeah. that I'm, I'm able to stay fit. So I'm. this is not passing judgment on any dads mm-hmm. out there who are, are trying to get her done and get to the gym whenever they can. So we just want to relay some information to you too because maybe over the last couple of years, dad bod has been seen as uh, something of a, maybe something to be humorous or joked about or really kind of almost comical to a certain extent but a couple of recent studies show why that's not the case well and i don't i don't know that it it's like i think it just was kind of was introduced as sort of a loving kind of nod to guys bodies who maybe it's also in other terms like have gone to seed <laughs> you know like you know just they've passed their quote-unquote prime yeah. of their physical fitness. You're listening to the Addicted to Fitness podcast, brought to you by Elemental Training Tampa. Now, here's your hosts, Nick and Shannon Birch. Thanks for stopping by and checking out this old school episode of the Addicted to Fitness podcast. We're going to jump into the ATF DeLorean and take you back in time. But before we do that, uh, I want to share uh, our gratitude with you guys for uh, doing what you're doing. Keep uh, sharing this podcast and giving us those rating reviews. We can tell that you guys are doing so. Um, and we're very appreciative of that because our download numbers are going up each week. So keep doing that. Like I said, all you got to do is get the link, send it to a friend. And boom, you've done your part. Also, a little rating and review in the iTunes and Apple podcast never hurts. All right. So please enjoy this old school episode of the Addicted to Fitness podcast. Thanks for stopping by and checking out another edition of the Addicted to Fitness podcast. We appreciate you guys listening each week. What I do want you guys to do this week is share this episode with a friend. I know we ask you that a lot, but this episode particularly is going to speak to a large demographic, actually a demographic that I belong to, uh, well, kind of, in a certain way, roundabout way. Um, So we're going to want you guys to go to Apple Podcasts, uh, click on this episode, you can share the episode, get the link of the actual episode, and send it via text or any method, carrier pigeon or whatever, to a friend of yours. Probably not. Can can I just spit on you? Yes, you did. (laughs) That's how enthusiastic I am about them sharing this episode with somebody. I feel like I need to take like two steps back. That's right. Once once I start rolling, just watch out. Oh my gosh. So make sure you guys do that. Share the episode. And while you're there in Apple Podcasts, give us a rating and review. Okay? So let's just go right into our training recap. You got what what do you got for your training recap? Um, I did get back on Peloton bike this week and it was amazing. Um, (laughs) it was definitely the stuff of dreams. Um, after what, like two, two and a half weeks Mm -hmm. of basically being sick and getting over the flu, which is now widespread in my office. I think it's widespread everywhere. Um, they're dropping like flies. Um, but yeah, that. That just that, like moving my body after kind of being sedentary mm-hmm. for two and a half weeks, that pretty much was the highlight of my week outside of you showing up my my office on Valentine's Day. Oh, so, yeah, that's right. So uh, that was probably that was probably the peak. Um, I did a little bit of yoga even on the mornings when I wasn't really leaving myself much time to do anything. I would just do a little bit of yoga just to sort of 
wake my body up and you know you you wake up as you get older and you just have creaks and aches and Mm -hmm. you gotta move (laughs) so that was about it nice yeah i got to uh got a couple strength training show one more time strength training sessions in uh but then on wednesday i uh not wednesday sorry it was tuesday actually i hurt my back uh, kind of the first time I actually felt like I quote unquote tweaked my back. Um, obviously my back's been sore before from exercise, doing like deadlifts and squats, but uh, this was actually uh, kind of I could feel some serious issues with my lower back right around the spine area, um, and I thought I did it uh, lifting. I have this big travel case that I take with me to for client section uh, sessions that have equipment and stuff, but. I remember that day, and this is me trying to, I'm not trying to uh, gloat or anything, but I was pulling out of Whole Foods, and I was going to on the highway, and some guy had this large, I mean, probably several feet long metal piping on a trailer, and it had slid off. And, like, he was just in a lane by himself trying to get it back onto the trailer. Oh, man. So me and two other guys jumped out and were lifting this metal piping. Holy Put crap. it back on the trailer. And, like. This is the first time I'm hearing about right. this, and I live with this guy. So it was, like, I totally forgot about that. And then, of course, I, when I went to put my case up on my truck later in that day for to go to a session, uh, I could feel my lower back kind of just, like, like well, tweak yeah, <laughs> that would probably do it. <laughs> so luckily, I, I took it easy. I cut out my strength training sessions, did a little bit of light mobility, mostly I, the areas around my lower back, T-spine and hamstrings. Um, and then I really doubled down on putting the, uh, the CBD lotion on my lower back area. I mean, I yeah. was doing it twice a day um, for three or four days straight just so I could really uh, – uh, help recover and it actually works feels great now so i think uh that cbd oil has definitely got some uh definitely got some uh recovery uh potential for anybody that's interested in it i know i'm sure we're going to get a deep dive into cbd one of these days i promise yeah we'll find some good products that we like and um we'll definitely share them with you because i've i've had just you know acquaintances not even related to our podcast asking me what i used and what mm-hmm. i thought because obviously i've we've been using cbd for a little bit now mm-hmm. yeah so and uh, this that that end of my training recap it was kind of the first time i told my clients uh that like it might have been the first time I actually felt kind of old. I guess <laughs> I, I was getting old, but then I realized I was lifting like uh, heavy metal piping onto a trailer. So I was like, yeah, ah, maybe you're a good Samaritan. It wasn't too that came bad. To bite but, you in the ass. Yes. So, um, but it, I guess it kind of relates to maybe our first topic we're going to get into, and this is what I was talking about when I told you guys uh, sharing this episode with this demographic because we're going to talk about dad bots. You know, oh. there's dads out there. Um, and, uh, back in like, I guess 2016, the term dad bods got popularized. Uh, there was some sort of article. Dad bods, it's been around for a long time. So apparently after I was reading this article, and this was an article from Fatherly, which is, uh, slowly becoming one of my favorite, uh, kind of like websites now because they have some really good articles. Um, this was popularized by a, a blogger or possibly writer named Mackenzie Pearson. Uh, she coined the term dad bod and it was in an article called Why Girls Love the Dad Bod. Um, so, 
obviously I think people in uh, pop culture heard that term. Uh, there was no real definition for dad bun, but I guess kind of the general terms of it insinuates having a beer belly. Yeah, um, and which unfortunately beer belly love handles, love handles beer belly. Uh, so the beer belly is actually something that insinuates um, visceral fat, which we've talked about on podcast before, which is fat that's actually close grows near your organs. It accumulates near your organs instead of sub- subcutaneous fat, which is right below the skin. Right. Um, and this fat's very very dangerous, actually, and we'll talk about that more. But apparently, another part of dad bod is. Uh, lack of muscle definition so and i mean i get it being a dad now i'm pretty fortunate since i work in the fitness industry yeah. I'm, I'm able to stay fit so i'm this is not passing judgment on any dads mm-hmm. out there who are, are trying to get her done and get to the gym whenever they can so we just want to relay some information to you too because maybe over the last couple of years dad bod has been seen as uh, something of a maybe something to be humorous or joked about or really kind of almost comical to a certain extent but a couple of recent studies show why that's not the case well and i don't i don't know that it it's like i think it just was kind of was introduced as sort of a loving kind of nod to guys bodies who maybe it's also in other terms like have gone to seed <laughs> you know like you know just they've passed their quote-unquote prime of their physical fitness and yeah they're just a little there's some extra squish there (laughs) and um because like i don't think you know anybody that's necessarily overweight or like really obese would necessarily fall into the dad bod i think it's more of that the kind of like average like just yeah like maybe they used to be in shape but then they life happened basically <laughs> yeah so i guess it's kind of somewhat subjective like i said in this article they talk about people guys with beer bellies um they also give the reference of over 40 per uh, 40 inch waistline um so that is kind of where they're judging it and i think it might be subjective for any depending who you ask so yeah um some issues that uh, this article brings up is that a 2017 on uh in cell metabolism looked at how a man's weight actually affected the genetic information in his sperm so dna is actually can be affected um and passed on to the next generation based on the person's weight um they also corroborated this this research in a mouse study so when you look at that, I mean, obviously, we, uh, we, we use animal studies or cell studies to kind of extrapolate it to human, uh, you know, human type of what it, would the results happen in humans. Yeah. Um, but they're not exactly one-to-one. There is some kind of debate for that. So they also looked at uh, human studies. Um, uh, and one of the studies was a 2011 study that said, um, in the journal, it's actually International Journal of Obesity, Obesity, that they analyzed 3,002 parent families and found that the chances of a child becoming overweight quadrupled when a mother was normal weight and the father was overweight. Hmm. So a more modern study, a more, um, uh, contemporary contemporaneous is that the word they use contemporary obviously i should have just said that uh in 2008 is that they looked at the bmi of 2000 2000 randomly selected infants and found that overweight fathers had a small but significant and continuous impact on child's postpartum growth 
So I think in this, and they actually talk about in the last couple of paragraphs, but I think we can kind of um, deduce on our own that it's really kind of the habits that the father has that kind of rubs off on the children. And naturally, right? Kind of, I mean, that's, I think that's kind of a people understand that yeah. for anything. Like if you did. I feel like obviously it's not everyone's. There's exceptions to all rules, but if you have a father that you know who's really your primary role model, usually as I like to think as my father was and a lot of fathers were, if you see them have some sort of habit, um, it's almost if you see your dad doing it somehow in your mind, it's justified for you to do it. So whether it be smoking, whether it be drinking, something like that. So I don't obviously I don't think it's every case. It's definitely not every case, but I think you know when you talk about majority and likelihood, it's more increased if you see a parent that has bad eating habits, um, bad nutrition. Oh, sorry, eating nutrition habits, bad exercise habits uh, that can have a negative effect on the children, their offspring. As we mentioned, this is subjective to a certain extent. You know, like obviously they have studies that relate uh, the father's physical activity and eating habits to having a tremendous effect on their offspring. But I think that's uh, that could be said with a lot of things. You know, so obviously just should know when you're a dad is that your your children are watching everything you do. And yeah. they, they learn their habits really from watching their role models, which, you know, usually typically can be the mother and the father. So I think that's a, a it's important to remember that dad bods is obviously it's something that might come with the territory as you get older. But you should always continuously work hard to, you know, be a, at appropriate healthy weight and also have well-regulated eating habits. You think that's a good idea? You think yeah. dads are that's important for dads to do? Uh, yeah. Yeah? Do you think dad bod is celebrated nowadays? I think, like I said before, it was like, it was created with kind of like this sort of like celebratory, like making light of the fact that some men, you know, lost some of those healthier habits and Mm -hmm. focus on their physique and their healthy, um, living. And, uh, I think, yeah, it was just kind of. It was created to sort of take the pressure off and, in a way, I guess, celebrate, um, make less of it. You know, I mean, a a woman, let's just be honest, a woman that doesn't, quote-unquote, bounce back to what she was before, there's no mom bod. Like, let's, Hmm. there's no mom bod ever out there. You'd just be called lazy or, you know, it's like, oh, sorry, you didn't lose the baby weight. And it's like... Excuse me? <laughs> Gonna punch you in the face now? Mm-hmm. So I mean, I think that for guys, like there just was this this like cutesy little name that was given as sort of a pass. Yeah. And it I don't know if it was celebrated, but it it was sort of not as serious, you know. But mm-hmm. it sounds like a lot of this research is indicating that it is serious and especially um Especially the impact on your children, right? Not even just yourself, because obviously there's there's a lot of risk to having that that visceral fat that we talked about mm-hmm. earlier. Um, but it's the impact on the kids too that dads are risking basically by embracing the idea of the dad bod. Right, and that's the thing that that's what worries me is that like somehow the perception is that it's it's uh, it's okay. You know, obviously, you know, it's – you just keep working hard, like, because 
I don't want ever. There's some crazy, and we talked about it way back in the podcast about how uh, some crazy article about how obesity is actually good for you. Um, and they made some really crazy claims, and they they had five stats about you know based on really bad research about you know how it could help with things like um, you know your sex life and things like that, and how it actually produces more estrogen, so it like actually makes you. Well, you don't even need to go into it. That's right. just a load of hoo ha. Yeah, so it's it's very ridiculous, but uh, it's it's somehow I I don't know why it's like. I don't. People want to have uh, make excuses for anything. So I don't. I think the yeah. the main the main thing we want to get across is that uh, your dad bod it's all it can always be a work in progress. Don't don't just give up and settle for the dad bod. Yeah, settle and, for the sexy dad bod. How about that? And remember, at the end of the day, when it comes to being a parent, you are the one that are setting the examples for your children. So moms, dads, whomever is taking care of kids, those kids are watching you, mm-hmm. and they are learning from your example more than what you're saying. Boom. So That's a great way to end this topic mm-hmm. and get into maybe a little more tastier topic. I hope mm-hmm. it's tastier. Mm-hmm. I really hope it's tastier. Yes. So we're going to give one of our many taste tests that we do here on the podcast. We've got one that we've been talking about for a little bit, um, I think. Can I have a cup? No. Okay. I don't know what you're doing. So we're going to do a oat milk taste test. You guys, I'm sure, have been hearing about this as... Oh, thank you. I, I did sound effects. Cheers. So I'm sure you guys have been hearing a little bit about oat milk. It's now the new like plant-based, non-dairy milk alternative. No BS. I saw two billboards on yep. my way from the house to the gym this morning. I know for which ones you're milk. talking about. For yep. freaking oat milk. Two GD billboards. Well, and oat milk came to the United States with a, um, I think, Swedish brand um, called Oatly. And we've actually talked about Oatly before. And it was it was really big in Europe and even the UK. Um, and then within the last, I'd say, six months, really, um, but probably like starting about a year ago, it went really big here. And I feel like the 2019 kind of started off with this trend of everybody let's embrace oatmeal because every freaking brand that makes any kind of non-dairy milk is now jumping on board. And we looked at Oatly back in the day and we did like a quick comparison. And I mean, that at that time we said... uh no, it's actually not that, like, that fantastic for you. Um, it still had, like, a significantly high carbohydrate rate, and there was still uh, a pretty decent amount of sugars in it, too, I think. Yeah. So, granted, I think that the brands that are launching now, um, they are playing more to the American audience, which is one of the reasons... Um, we didn't go with Oatly this time. We actually went for a couple other brands with new, new, uh, yeah, oat. I guess. I mean, it's, they call it an oat brand <laughs> beverage on this one. And then this one's called milked oats, which sounds disgusting. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, it's just, 
every everywhere I look, it's like it's in lattes, mm-hmm. and then people are saying how much better it is, and so we were really curious um, to see, like, how do these things stack up? Like, have they gotten significantly better on their nutrition label because the United States is a super brutal market and we love our nutrition labels Mm -hmm. or is it a lot of the same let's check it out what are we going to do first which one are we going to taste first so we do we have the Quaker oat beverage Mm -hmm. um, and this is the oat brand beverage I'm going to crack it open oh you already cracked it no I haven't but make sure you shake it first there's a seal on it make sure you shake it it's not contaminated uh, well, that's funny. I said that because we're looking at an article, which we might want to talk about. But um, And then we also have the Elmhurst mm-hmm. Milked Oats. All right. I'm going to read the nutrition facts for the Quaker Oat Beverage. It is nutrition facts, 8 fluid ounces, uh, 30 calories, 2.5 grams of fat, 5 grams of carb, four of which are fiber, and there's zero grams of sugar, and there's less than one gram of protein. Probably the most notable micronutrient, it has 30% of calcium, or it has 30% of your daily value of calcium. That's interesting because (laughs) that is a vastly different label than what we saw on Oatly. Really? Yeah. I remember Oatly. It was very high. It was actually a lot more similar. So Elmhurst, their nutrition facts are a lot, I feel like they're a lot more comparable. Mm -hmm. Um, But their ingredients, I'll say, are way more my style. Mm -hmm. The Quaker option, I peeked at the ingredient Mm -hmm. list. There are some things that I don't want to see. There's um, obviously the first one is water, which, Mm -hmm. you know, you typically see. That's how you do this (laughs) non-dairy milk. Oat bran. But then chicory, chicory root extract, okay, sunflower oil, not a fan, calcium carbonate, gum arabic, mm-hmm. natural flavor, gallon gum, and then they they um, enrich it enrich it with vitamin A and vitamin D two. Mm-hmm. So that is a long list for something that's supposed to be relatively simple. <laughs> so the Elmhurst. It has five ingredients. It's filtered water, whole grain oats, cane sugar, salt. I don't know natural. I don't know what natural flavors means. Yeah, but I don't know either. <laughs> I guess it's technically one, two. Yeah, there's five. Right. So that's it. That's mm-hmm. all that's in this. But the the nutrition is different. So for eight ounces. You said yours was 30. 30 calories, yeah. This is 100 calories. Mm-hmm. And you said yours was 2.5 grams of fat. This Correct. is 1.5. Mm-hmm. And then it has 18 grams of carbohydrates, whereas yours is 5 grams. Yeah. And total sugar is 5 grams. But the protein is 4 grams. So, I mean, it's really different, which tells me that that thing that you're holding is mostly just a lot of I made this in my science lab yeah. and I put the name oat milk or yeah, oat, oat beverage. is separated. They kind of actually tell you behind the oat bran is, is different than just rolled oats like you have in there. Right. The bran is, is a separated, separates grain the seed oats. or whatever it's, or the bran. Yes. Or the bran, so. Science. Mm-hmm. So we're going to test both of these. Um Alright, so I'm pouring a little bit of the oat brand beverage from Quaker 
And what was the last? I think we tried a um, this Elmhurst brand. We got this at our, our local. I yeah, it was the walnut milk. Yeah. We got this at our local That was actually Publix. pretty good. That was really yeah. good. All right. Cheers. Are we um, both or one at a time? No, we'll just, we'll, we'll try one and then we'll switch. Okay. So we'll start with yours. All right. So Nick has the Quaker Oat beverage, the oat beverage. It smells kind of milky. Oat brand beverage. The viscosity is somewhat like a skim milk, it looks like. Definitely tastes oaty. Oaty. It's, you know, <laughs> it's not thick. It's more it's water and it's like, oat, it's like oatmeal that's sat in water overnight. <laughs> Great. Soggy oatmeal. I like it. Not sweet. Obviously, this is the unsweetened version. So, as you guys, we read out the uh, ingredients, and it was true to the word. I can't even speak. Yeah. And they on the package of this one, it's it's really honed in on the heart healthy. Yeah. Which is interesting because they do have an inflammatory oil, sunflower oil. Mm -hmm. um, it's better than the that sunflower milk we made that one time. That was terrible. <laughs> hemp, hemp milk, not that bad. Yeah, the sunflower hemp milk, milk pretty good. not that good. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. It wasn't my favorite. Yeah. This one's not nearly, it's not good, it but it's not have, as bad as I thought it was. It doesn't have as strong as a <laughs> yeah. flavor, but it's not that great. Yeah. It's I mean, it, it, it leaves sort of like a dry aftertaste in my mouth. It's kind of like if you had like some sort of oat bran. The milk that was at the bottom of the oat brand, if it was unsweetened, of course, you know, yeah. like cereal. Yeah, it kind of gives a little bit of the flavor there. So obviously, it's made of oat brand, so that makes sense, right? It's just like yeah, it's like oat flavored water. It yeah. tastes more like water than it does. I think they probably have some else. sort of thickening agent. I don't know what that would be. Maybe the calcium carbonate. I think carbonate. the chicory root, maybe. Yeah, yeah, the chicory root. Or, well, yeah, there's two different gums. There's yeah. the gun ar arabic. Yeah. Chicory root. Well, calcium Might carbonate actually is the calcium, so that's probably enriched. They enriched the calcium with that. Uh, let's see what chicory root. Chick. How do I spell that? C O R Y. Quick Google of that. Uh, I, mean, I know it's like a nutrient. It may improve kind of. digestion. Chicory root is a good source of fiber, which may help in several aspects of digestive health. So it's basically a, a they they added fiber to it. So this is basically the fiber they added to it. Hmm, interesting. Along with the oil, that's where the two point five grams of fat comes from. They added to it. Oh, jeez. So that's why you I mean we look at the Elmhurst one, which we haven't we're about to taste now. That's why the the some a little bit besides the calories, you know, which I think the calories actually comes from the sugar they add. Um, it uh, yeah. it doesn't have as many macronutrients as the this oat beverage does, but that's because they added things to it. All right, what do you think? What are you looking? You're looking at consistency right now. Yep, I'm looking at consistency. Yeah, um, sticking to the glass a little bit it's more. It's a little bit thicker mm -hmm. than the other one. It has a little bit of a more opaque look. Mm -hmm. um, it's not quite as clear around the edges as the Quaker is. Mm -hmm. um, it definitely smells sweeter on the nose. It's sort of like. Yeah, this would be the equivalent, I feel like, if you had, like, a sweet oatmeal and you had, like, milk with it. 
oh, like that. This is what that would be. The worst part of it is that they have such big bottles. Uh oh, too sweet. No. Oh. It's just got. Has really no. It smells smell really good. I don't smell much. I think it smells really good. The flavor is interesting. It's like a the aftertaste is yeah. It's like a brutal bitter <clears throat> or something. I don't know, but I mean it's like strong aftertaste. What is that? I don't know, but I, I it was like Ugh. all along the all along the edges of my tongue just dried out. It's it's like super it's bitter. Like, ugh, I don't know what to think about that. The flavor, the first like sip, it was, I had hope, and then it passed over my entire tongue, and it was like my tongue shriveled up. Very odd. Very, <laughs> it was very, very odd. Very bitter. Yeah. I mean, this one, they, they do, um, they, on the, on the carton, they uh, advertise 20 whole grams per serving, no gums or emulsifiers, which I'm sure this Quaker one has. Whole, whole grains per serving. Grams. Oh, sorry. Yes, whole grains. 20 grams of whole grains yes. per serving. Just an odd flavor, uh, aftertaste particularly. You know, yeah. uh, they on the, also on the card, they talk about deliciousness in coffee, tasty in hot and cold cereal, perfect for smoothies. Yeah, drinking it straight, I don't recommend. No, and it is. It's like it is like this really strong aftertaste. It's kind of like... Have you ever had like a bad walnut? Yes. That's, that's what, it what I was going like. to say. It tastes like walnuts. But you, then, and then you know it's odd because the but walnut like a milk. bad walnut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With a bad skin on it or something. Yeah, that's like really sour and bitter and yeah, but it's almost so weird acidic or because something. Because the walnut milk was good. The it, walnut like, milk was great. It didn't have this taste. But why does this taste like bad walnuts? I don't know. <laughs> it's interesting that like we're drinking these obviously because it's a new kind of craze. You see them everywhere. Like we said, it's all two billboards between now from between here and our grocery store. And uh, I was did a quick little look on Well and Good, which is a site we look at a lot, talking yes. about why oat milk is definitely may, not shouldn't be as. Uh, Shouldn't be going going to the store and grabbing it. They had a couple in really in terms of like healthy. Yeah, exactly. Healthy As label. a healthy milk alternative, dairy free yeah. alternative stuff. The first reason they said is that uh, oat milk's not very good for people with gluten sensitivities. Word. Oatmeal is gluten free itself, but it's processed in a lot of facilities that do gluten products, mm-hmm. so it's often contaminated. Number two is that the chances are they probably do contain pesticides or the oats that were used were sprayed with pesticides at one time just See, because now in my head i feel like i'm just i just drank pesticides lots that's of what it tastes like. lots of weeds and grains um in this country <clears throat> are treated with pesticides um i don't know where these this is from new york i don't know where they get the See, the now i feel from. like we need to try oatly because mm-hmm. that's that's a european brand yeah, they said that, I don't know if this is from Canada. They talk about Canada on the and on the Elmhurst. Either way, uh, number three, um, it can uh, cause a lot of inflammation. Uh, oftentimes, that they say an oat from Canada to New York. Uh, okay, well, so. Um, so what they say is that uh, oftentimes the oat milk contains an oil. Um, so, like we said with this, the Quaker one, that it contains sunflower oil. 
Um, luckily, the Elmhurst doesn't contain any oils, nope. so that's kind of a beneficial aspect of theirs. Um, so you can kind of cross that off the the list for a possible inflammatory um, oil. Um, also, there actually no says. Oh, so they actually do. This article actually does recommend brands like Elmhurst and Oatly. They're the cleanest options of the bunch. Oh, how about that? So maybe we did take the cleanest option besides this one, which I'm fine pouring out right now. Uh, yeah, and that one. Maybe no coffee. I don't know, man. Like, that is a. Coffee or a I really do. I want to try the Oatly just because now I feel like. <laughs> Is it just because it was from oats from the United States or like what? I don't know. No, that's weird. Maybe we got a bad batch. Yeah, maybe we need to shake it more or something. I couldn't. Yeah, I don't know. Either way, that was our taste test of the milked oats, i.e. oat beverages. So maybe maybe we'll do an Oatly uh, for like a Facebook Live or something to kind of compare and contrast, see what our feelings are. Yeah, as of right now, I don't think we're going to be switching or incorporating oat milk into our numerous non-dairy options. We will laugh if you want. We're still going to opt for the pea milk. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, I will tell, I'll warn everybody, don't put the pea milk in your coffee. Oh, yeah. It does not work right now. They do, I don't know if, who is it? It's somebody, maybe it's the almond milk that we use. Yeah. I think, I think the... What is it? Uh, I don't know if there's a pea milk out there, Ripple. Yeah, Ripple, we they, used to use they it. They offer a half and half um, for coffee. So I think they have some sort of stabilizer in it, though. We've never had it before. Yeah. So if you just buy pea milk, Ripple, or we, we use, use Boathouse. Bolt, yeah, is it Bolthouse, I, I think? Those, maybe. Either one, but <clears throat> don't put that in your coffee because yeah. it will be a disgusting mess. So uh, my recommendation for non-dairy milk is still canned coconut milk. You know, you can find one that's unsweetened and it has a good a little bit of fat in it. So I definitely, and MCT oil usually. So and that's my recommendation. And you've used evaporated coconut milk. That's too. true. Yep. Yep. So. That one's in something without a lot of sugar. That's that's my recommendation for non-dairy ones. Yeah. All right. I think we, we really went from one end of the spectrum to the other. We went <laughs> to dad bods to oat milk. I know. That's what we do on this podcast. We, we, we run the gambit. I now think- we got to... Go brush our teeth or something. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to wash it down with a cocktail. What? Oh, jeez. All right. <laughs> Way so, to do it up on yeah. a Saturday night. Ooh, we're getting, Wee. Ooh, not before nine. Getting bed before nine. <laughs> All right. <laughs> we so, are so cool. Yes. You guys, we really appreciate you guys listening each week. And let us know what you think of the podcast. Rating, reviews, drop us a line on the Addicted to Fitness podcast Facebook page or the ATF podcast on Twitter. Yes. Yes. You got anything else for them for them this week? I don't. I am all set. I'm trying to fast forward through this for some reason. I don't know why. <laughs> no. This has been another edition of the Addicted to Fitness Podcast, and we'll check you next time. Bye. For all things Addicted to Fitness, you can check out our website, addictedtofitnesspodcast.com. You can also give us a follow on Twitter, at the ATF Podcast. And like and follow the Addicted to Fitness podcast Facebook page. Last but not least, please give us a rating and review in the iTunes store. Thanks. I'm going to start. Ready? Mm, Ready? Waiting. Huh? Ready? Yeah. (laughs) Don't tickle me. Five, four, (coughs) three.
Five, four, three. <clears throat> <coughs> Sorry, I no, thought I was ready. I know. <laughs> That's why you 